Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. And I am joined today by an awesome guest. For those of you who are going to be watching this on YouTube, we were just talking about her fancy setup compared to mine, but it is on my goal, my bucket list 2024 to plan out and kind of upgrade all of my amazing podcast. I need a microphone that looks like that. Just say it moves with you. It's very fancy. <laughs> I love it. So Maria's here today. Um, we're just going to have a conversation as we wrap up this three-part series on, so you want to sell your business. Um, today, we're going to take a little bit different direction and not talk necessarily about selling your business, but we're going to talk about what you do when you need to unwind, shut down, close a door to open another door, what that looks like. Um, I'm really excited. So welcome, Maria. Just tell us about yourself. Where do yeah, you come well, from? Hello. How do Thank I know you, so you all the things? <laughs> I feel like you've known me from the beginning of my journey. So it's fun to be here at the end of this particular journey. But um, my name is Maria Granados. I live outside of St. Louis, Missouri in an area called O'Fallon. Um, spent my life traveling around the South, Atlanta, Texas. That's when I fell in love really with boutiques is the rich boutique world out there. I always thought I wanted a store. I ended up selling online and um, having a lot of fun with that and noticing like all of us through COVID that you can sell online and do pretty well yeah. for yourself. So it was really fun. Um, I grew up with somebody who loved styling my friends and family and was everyone's favorite shopping partner and would never buy much for myself, but always make sure you walk out of there with all your money gone. So yeah, <laughs> I went ahead <laughs> so and did fun. that for a couple of years. Um, I love helping women feel like they feel good about themselves. And so that's really why I got into boutique life. And um, I come from an entrepreneurial family myself. My my dad is has his own practices, always worked for himself. My husband has worked for himself since he was 15 and has never looked back. So we have a couple of different businesses ourselves together. And so being with him kind of made me less scared to carry inventory things that you're generally scared about when you first start boutique life. I think what I've learned from other people, he really helped me kind of like understand the scariness of that, why people are scared and what you can do to kind of make yourself like that. Then I found Sierra pretty early on and she also made me not feel so scared about it. So yeah, I feel like I never had as much of those worries about it because from an early spot, I got really wise input from two great people in my life who could lead me in that way. So it's been, um, which has helped. I, I say that because you'll, in, your, in my story, you'll hear why it was easier for me to close down because yeah. of that too. So, yeah, so good. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to hear how that all, all comes together. That's really interesting. Cause I think, you know, everyone listening is at a different place in their journey. We have those that are just starting. We have those that have been in business a decade that have so many, I hate using this word, but they feel regrets, shame, guilt over not doing things correctly, but you don't sure. know what you don't know. Um, yeah. And then you have those who, I mean, I work with women who are like, I have an accounting and finance major, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I opened a business and didn't know what inventory was. I mean, it's all yeah. of the pieces, but when right. you can find those good, helpful mentors and coaches right from the beginning or close to the beginning, boy, that's great. Right. Yeah. I think it makes a big difference. I have my MBA and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Cause we study, you know? we study different things and yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the best thing about starting is too, like you find people that 
fill in your gaps of what you don't know. Like we're all really yeah. good at a certain thing. I think all boutique owners have a different kind of thing, maybe that they're better at than others. And you find that you can do that really well, but who's going to come alongside you to teach you how to do the things you don't know how to do. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, um, some girls don't like to be in their own videos and photos. Some people are really good at that. So finding someone to fill in your gap and inventory for me was it and uh, accounting and all those things. So I got, what could I outsource first? Where do I take my first profits and use it to do all the things I don't want to do in the future? Yes. Yes. Where you're not living in your zone of genius anyway. So, Mm -hmm. well, today we're going to talk about what you do when it's time for something new. And I want everyone that's listening, hopefully you've listened to episodes one and two. Episode one, I chatted with a couple former clients who just at really the same time in the year, for separate reasons, decided to sell their businesses. And we talked about what was, what made it easy, how they had prepared, not knowing that opportunity might come up and how they went through that journey. And then we talked to Susan, another coaching consultant who has sold multiple businesses like I have. And we talked about more kind of the nitty gritty and how it's not that hard. You can sell anything, (laughs) anything sells for the right price. And today I wanted to talk to Maria because she has built I mean, her and her husband have multiple businesses. She built her boutique business and it's time for her to close that chapter and to move on to another one. And when I saw this on her social, I was like, we need to chat because I know there are women who feel stuck because of the expectations others have put on them or they're perceiving are put on them. People that really feel like it's time for the next stage in life and they're really fearful or feel guilt around maybe I'm a failure if I close, like, what does that look like? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Maria, can you just jump in where you think it would be good to jump in? And let's just talk about this. Yeah. So, um, I would say over the last like five or six months, I've really known that it's coming and it kind of came for me throughout the boutique, my boutique experience. I realized people were coming to my boutique because of, because of me, because we had a relationship or because I was I share a lot. I'm a special needs mom with a daughter with a unique situation. And when I post pictures about her in our life, people tend to like pay attention to that because people are drawn to people stories, you know? And so people have been following along for that reason. And, um, kind of noticed too, like uh, fitness is a huge part of my life and people follow along for fitness stuff for mom related stuff and that kind of thing. And they want to buy clothes that have to do with that. I was selling a lot of denim and a lot of activewear, mostly activewear. And over the time, I just really felt like that felt more authentically me. And it was getting more tiring to do other stuff because I wasn't going anywhere else. And then as a special needs mom, we're in the hospital a lot of times. I'm in the gym a lot of the times. Like I'm like, I'm kind of in my own real authentic life doing less of the things I was first doing, Um, going out a lot and and wearing all these great, cute things. And so I was like, well, I'm a more athletic, athleisure, active, focused boutique. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. I kind of tried to like go to that direction. And I, you know, sometimes when you feel like God's putting something on your heart and you kind of try to steer it in your own path. Yeah. It doesn't really go very well. I know you're like, like, that's a great idea, God. So let me just tell you how this will work. Yeah. yeah. Let me sh- okay. So I heard you kind of, let me show you what that's going to look like. Yeah. You know, well, I was just reading something. I wish I had it with me. It was like, sometimes we ask God to bless where we're go, where we think we should go. Like we, yeah. we decide where we're going to go. And then we ask God to bless it rather than being like, where do you want me to go? <laughs> yeah. Just, it could be easier. So I finally got wise to asking him after a while. Hey, where do you want me to go? Um, I felt like for a while, even before I thought of closing, that I could maybe do my own activewear line. I was seeing what was missing. I was seeing what I, like, I knew, I know what's good. Um, I, 
I'm an active wear junkie in my life. I've bought every range of brand under the sun, every price point under the sun. I knew what was selling and it's not always price. That's the issue. It's function, but price plays a role in that. Um, people love Lululemon, but they keep leaving their boutiques to go buy Lululemon and customers can't, or boutique owners are like, we can't compete with that. It's like, you know, there's yeah. other brands in the boutiques, but they don't perform at the same level for being honest. And so there's this like tension of cute athleisure wear in boutiques, but not like the functional active wear. And how do we get that in there? And so, um, I reached out to a friend in LA and she's actually like, you know, who you should work with is this great design house in St. Louis. Well, that's where I live now. And so I was like, no way. So let me go down there and meet her. It's a woman owned business, which I love. It's local. It's a, uh, it's cool. Like the first floor of her house is like all of her whole team works down there. Oh, they design lines great. for local boutiques. They have their own line. Um, an incredible woman. And I was, I just felt like that's what God was calling me to do. I hadn't decided to close the boutique yet, but I had started pursuing that. Well, as that went on, I realized he is calling me to close it. My day-to-day -day life is very interesting. Um, with Natalie, I never know what's coming. I always wanted to run the boutique kind of on my own. We have an operations manager who helps with all of our businesses and she can always help with mine, but because of my lifestyle, I can't manage people in the same way that maybe somebody else can. And yeah. at first I always felt guilty and I always tried to figure out, well, how can I do that? Like other people. And I was like, I, that is just not what I'm being called to. My boutique is successful at this size. So why do I think I need to grow it? And we talked about that too. Yeah. I think we need to get to the next level financially, but if you're profitable at the level and you're happy with what you're bringing in, who, why do we sometimes feel like say? we have to go up just to stress ourselves out and probably lose money if we try, right. you know what I mean? Right. So I think it's just figuring out what you want. And I was getting what I wanted out of that. So I was like, huh. And then I found myself in the hospital more, a couple of times more and realizing I can't fulfill orders the way I want to. It was adding stress. Like something that brought me joy was adding stress now yeah. to my life. And like, look, I business stress, I'm not scared of. We, we face it all the time, Matt and I, like we have all kinds of business stress, but it was feeling different. It was feeling like it, I was disinterested. I was, there was something different like about it, it that I hadn't felt before, you know, and I was trying yeah. to pay attention to what is that feeling? Yeah. Um, and so I started to pray into it really for me. And I was seeing more and more like it's time to let it go. And I, and I, and I felt like I was supposed to do that by December. Um, I ended up doing it by November, which is good. And, um, yeah, so I'm still pursuing the activewear line. We're having some difficulties. I'm learning some great difficulties there with material costs right now being different than we yeah. thought that they were going to be. So we're holding on back on a couple pieces and the goal is to get it out by spring 2023. But, um, if the price isn't right, I won't push it because activewear doesn't go out of style. So we can change the color. We can change it up and make it for the right season that it's ready to launch. I've learned that when I try to push things for my own timeline, it never goes well. But if yeah. God's calling me to, to wait until it's the right moment, then I can wait. And when it's ready to release, it will be good. And there yeah. will be, it'll be fruitful and profitable and so I don't want to rush it. I'm having a baby on March 31st anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably not the best. Spring probably wasn't the best time. I didn't know I was going to be pregnant when we started this journey. So I yeah. think it's just really listening to God, surrendering a couple of things along the way, paying attention to my feelings. Um, and then asking God, is that, is that my feeling or is that your call? Is that you pulling me somewhere? Cause our feelings can trick us a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then creating a plan to really end it well. Like that was the yeah. hard part for me is I didn't want people to feel abandoned. I didn't want people to feel like I gave up. Although yeah. it shouldn't matter what people think, but like there is a lot I wanted to articulate as this went through. 
And so I had a lot of private conversations before with a lot of people who are customers on this before I ever posted anything because I just felt like people should know in person. And um, I have some customers that are going to help with um, be fit models for the activewear who I've seen and stuff. And I know they're sizing really well. And yeah, that's really a big thing because I'm going to be nine months pregnant and I can't wear my own samples. Yeah. My strength is trying on stuff and and doing that for my customer. And I actually can't do my strength for this. So I think God's asking me to rely on him to bring in other people. And so that's going to be a cool new area of growth for me too. So I might've gone too far on that, but um, that's kind of where it's good. I am in the journey, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think pulling out a few nuggets from what you said that I want people to just like ruminate on first is um, just being in tune with how you're feeling about your business as a whole. So the, the word that came to mind was a burden, Mm. the the stress of business and the hardship we're entrepreneurs. Like you said, we can tackle that. There's tools for that. There's ups and downs. We know that, but when it becomes, you know, you get up in the morning, you're like, Oh, I have to go to the store today or a customer walks in. I remember this and you're like, why are they here? I have so so much to do. I don't want to help them. Yeah. You know, that might be a little indication that something's not quite right. And we yeah. need to pay attention to that. So I think that was one thing I wanted to pull out. Um, and then also how do you balance that feeling and caring about your customers? And, you know, if you are called to wind something down to do it well, because you're a leader versus doing it this way. So people will think, I'm amazing or, or that they won't think ill of me. I don't, can you talk into that? Like how you yeah. wrestle through that balance? Cause sure. it's, it's um, a fine line, one of my right? Biggest challenges in life is controlling the perception of myself, which I learned in therapy. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, from, I, I grew up with an eating disorder and I was always like, it wasn't about the weight for me. I don't know what it was about. Well, I've come to find out that it's a lot about just controlling that perception of yourself and that you can, you are super disciplined and you can have the best grades and you can stay a certain shape and you can all do all, and you can do have all the internships and jobs and do all the things. And so I say that only to say, I think that that was my biggest concern ending this is I don't want to do something for, for show. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to come on authentically, honestly, and just kind of really share with my customers, like, Hey, this is my struggle and this is what I'm going through. And I tried to always be honest with them. I think a lot of what I did was I would come on a lot of times in my boutique without makeup, without just kind of as my, even in times I wasn't selling anything just to really help them get to know me so that in these moments of when I was going through something, they could see me as a human yeah, um, and relate to me. And so that I was always trying to, I know my um, weaknesses. And so if I can go in vulnerable and not putting on airs early on, yeah. I will avoid doing it in these moments, like at the end. Right. So what was your initial question? You asked me something. Yeah. Just how do you wrestle? How do you wrestle through that? Cause we want to make sure that we're doing our work well as leaders and right. taking care of and being a good steward of what God's given us, whether that's our people, our customers are, mm-hmm. but not yeah. doing it for earthly gain, like for what I want people to think of me. Right. And that's hard to that balance hard. that. Well, yeah. it's hard too, for me, because I have other stuff that people are involved in. Like I want people to be involved in helping with the active or a launch. A lot of people are involved in my nonprofit take part. Some of these people are clients. My husband's now the men's ministry director at our local church. So people are involved in our life, like in different ways. And so for me, it was really important to wrestle with that and to lead them well in that and not just be like, I did really well at my boutique. I'm closing it. Cause I'm over it. Bye. You know, like being yeah. very, um, much like, th- like just a grateful heart. So like you mentioned something you know, when order, when order would come through and I would get like, Oh, 
I got to go fulfill that. Like that feeling is not okay because yeah. that is somebody spending their money on stuff that, first of all, it's going to go in my pocket part of it. And then yeah. it's something that I've thought about, put together. Something I used to feel really passionate about was like, women are now making a reality out of the clothes that I had like had in my head and then got and saw and put together. And like that used to make, bring me joy. And it yeah. still does, but because it was, because it wasn't being done in the way God called me to anymore, it stopped bringing me joy. And I think sometimes it's not even the thing isn't bringing us joy anymore. It's that we're no longer obedient to what we've been called to do. So it can't bring us joy, right? Yeah. So like, I think yeah. our true joy comes from obedience, but that's a whole nother topic. And, and then just wrestling through, like, there are going to be just the reality that there are going to be some people that don't react well to this. Yeah. They're going to be like, they're going to talk about it. It's already happened. They'll talk about it behind your back. A lot of my customers are all like local too. Like it was online, but local had a very interesting, you know, community. Yeah. Some people are going to talk about it. They're going to wonder why. Oh, you know, I've already people be like, oh, I'm sure you're closing it because it's just too much for you. And I'm like, it's, it's not really that because I'm going to start. <laughs> I've got two other things I'm starting to be honest with you yeah. in the space that got called me to and it's just that it wasn't the right fit anymore at the right time. And it was becoming too much because of that, if yeah. that makes sense. But I don't need to defend myself. And I think yes, that's through so it good. Is like, stop taking a defensive approach. Allow people to have the opinion they're going to have about it. Be honest. When we start to defend ourselves is when we really create a mess because we stop leading well at that point. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You know, there's one thing about the spelling an untruth or something that's really unhealthy that's out there. It's another thing to think that you have to keep defending yourself. So everybody knows exactly why I'm doing and explaining this over yeah, yeah. And you over explain it. It makes it feel like you're hiding something or you're not sure about yourself. I'm so sure of what God called me to do. I don't feel like I need to over explain it at this point. Yeah. So it's, it's given me a better scope on that. And like when I was ending well, I had some really great sales in person pop-ups and online. And I kind of said, you know, we're closing it at this date in this time and pickups are this and that, and you know, and usually I'd kind of feel like, well, I feel bad. So-and-so this and this. And I was like, you know what? I have boundaries right now. I'm clear on what I'm supposed to do. Another day past this is a day of me not being obedient to what I've been called to do. So I need to end it and end it well. And I think when you're confident in your decision, you can lead better. And that yeah. really, I think you'll know you're confident when you don't find yourself defending everything out there about you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not our, it's not our, we're not supposed to try to defend our reputation. At the end of the day, we can't defend our reputation anyway. Like, I feel like God's in charge of that. I learned a couple of those lessons the hard way. Um, people are going to say what they're going to say. The people that are the good people and they're in your community that love you and trust you are going to love you and trust you. And you have to leave it at that End well, be a good leader especially if you have a team, you know, if you're called to wind down a business and you have obligations, legal obligations, leases and things like that, be a leader in your community, confront the confrontation. <laughs> Don't hide from the phone calls. Like sure. those are all things that will make you have pride in the way that you move to the next step in life. And that's an important thing. Yeah. And never burn bridges. I'm a big believer in that. It's like, you don't know what's next for you necessarily. Well, I, I kind of do, but I also still don't know what else God has in store and who else you're going to need to bring along and who might be a future customer of something else. Or you might be one of theirs. Like you never want to burn a bridge with somebody if it's not necessary to do. Yeah. Too. And I think that that's really important. So when you're, en when you're ending it, 
ending with honor and ending with yeah. integrity and ending with all of those things, being completely honest with people, like, you know, this is where we're at. This is what we plan to do. Um, also, and sometimes you can out. say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the next and I, step and this, is. That's be like, oh, I can't wait for spring. It might not come out in spring. I don't know. Cause God's in charge and I am not, but this is the plan as we stand. And I don't really know yeah. what else to tell you. I have to have a plan for business purposes and money purposes, but like God is in charge of all of those things. So just moving forward and we don't owe people any, any explanation, but we do owe them gratitude, I believe. Yeah. Um, and think like, that was my big thing is like, thank you guys for letting me do this for three years because we don't exist without our customers. And if you think about the businesses you love and you are um, a customer of, you feel like family there sometimes, you know, and they might not even know you, but thanking those people for like, Hey, thank you for letting me and my family benefit from this yeah. and trusting us. And like, because I, I, as a mom of a kid who's been in and out of the hospital, like, thank you for letting me have a job where I don't have to, to check in with anybody. And I appreciate that over the years. Thank you yeah. guys for, you know, so many of you guys who brought my kids gifts when you would drop off uh, or when you would pick up a, a package, you'd drop my kid off a gift because she's in the hospital, like, or you'd bring me a meal. These are unnecessary things that need to happen, but like people are people and they deserve that gratitude too. So just like really ending it well in that way. And, um, you know, at the end, trying to spoil them as best you can in the sense of yeah. like, thank you for everything. I figured out like, what's the cheapest I could sell everything for? Yeah. You know, to really like make people be like, whoa, this is so fun to buy. Right. And not come away with debt or things that I yeah. owe and come out with something I could roll into the next thing. And I, yeah. and so I did that. Like I could have charged more maybe, you know, for certain things, but I just made everything one like that. And that's what worked for me. I think it's knowing what do you have left? What do you need moving forward? It's being really wise about those things so that you don't put yourself yeah. in a bad spot. So you don't resent ending, but right. also like spoiling people as you go to leave them with a good taste in their mouth at the end of the day. Yeah. I think this is such an interesting topic. I mean, I've, I've thought about this literally while I was interviewing all of you ladies on these episodes, what a strange topic for a business coach to discuss. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And all of you out there listening, you know, I know that my business survives when your business survives, but if you want to shut down, that's great. It just feels so odd, but I really want people, I want to give them the freedom to know that you are not stuck. I gave this example on one of my other podcast episodes, Bella, my daughter is training for something and she was feeling really stuck in the schedule, the training schedule and her work schedule and just feeling very overwhelmed. And so we went through this whole conversation. I laid it out for her and I was like, you know, it's not an it's not an either, or you don't have to completely quit your training or train all day long and never do anything else. There's right. lots of options for you. And I want the, the women that are listening to this at own business to remember that you might be online brick and mortar, and it might be time to just simplify down to something in particular. You thought this would work well. It's not working how you want, or it's distracting or whatever and simplify down. Um, it might be time for you to completely change your business model or to close and move to a different state. I mean, there's lots of different things and we get stuck in this idea that like, I either have to do it like this or it's like an all or nothing, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. No, I don't either. First of all, I love that you have this conversation because that's why I think that those of us that have worked with you love working with you because it's like the truth will set you free and whatever it is. Right. So like, you're always honest about everything. Like it's not gonna, you might not always have this boutique. 
the way I want you to grow it well. And I want you to be profitable, but when it's time to end it, I'm going to give you the truth on how to do that too. Yeah. I'll I'll help you with that too. Yeah. You know, in any industry, it's like, you might not always work with me all the time, but I want you to know that when you do like you're impacted by that, Uh, you know what I mean? And I think too, a lot of times I was afraid. I love styling people. I love like putting looks together. I love all that stuff. There are so many ways I can serve people like that still. Um, I've created, I've helped create a community of pop-ups in my community of different people. And now I'm, Hey, you know what? Like I have friends that are like, like, I don't, who's going to be my boutique at this thing. You know, I'm like, I got a couple for you. I've made some friends out here. Let me bring them into you, you know, and giving your cut. And that was one thing I did to my customers at the end too, is I'm like, I'm trying to give them a couple different discount codes to my favorite local boutiques or my favorite places. Like, Hey, here's some of my favorite people to buy from when I buy things. Um, and some of them are in Miami and some of them are here on the street and some of them are, you know, but like they trusted you to style you. And I have some people who only bought from me for years and that's overwhelming. I only bought for myself for years, really, if you think about it, but like, yeah, it's overwhelming because they feel like they don't know what else to do. And then they began to trust you and they felt like you knew how they fit and stuff and you, they could trust you to buy something. And so honoring that trust too, and then moving it on. But I think when you end, it's like, you mentioned this, um, you know, not like kind of like how does it look? It's going to look different. Maybe you're going to work for another boutique someday when you, you know, yeah. maybe you'll help style there and that's fun. And you don't have the stress of owning it, but you get the style. So if styling is your favorite thing to do, you know, you might help like one of my good friends now is starting a boutique with her daughter and it's beautiful. Well, you know what? That's where all my hangers went. That's where all my racks went. Yes. That's where all my, you know, and it was a joy for me because I'm going to get to see those things come to life. And yeah. so it makes me feel, and Hey, you know what? People, she didn't know about fair and didn't know about common soul, didn't know about you, didn't know about like, you know, it's fine. You get a chance to share your knowledge with people. And then you realize, you know, more about inventory and stuff than you think you did. Yeah. Um, when you're inside it, you feel like you don't, but when you step back, you're like, I actually have, I do know something. I have things to so, share and get. Yeah. Being able to help lead people well on their journey with that has been really fun too. And, um, yeah, yeah I mean, like I even think about this, I, I help with church swag at a couple of different churches now because I found a great guy who does amazing quality but like cooler graphic tees and sweatshirts yeah. that I think are better than the average and so I've had him do a couple different churches more than once and different events and stuff and so I get a chance to help put those designs together with him and do that that's fun for me so you know finding a way if you feel like you're going to miss a part of the boutique world like find yeah. a way in your community to allow yourself to serve in that way too yeah. I think that you can do that. Find a local charity and do their swag, do their t-shirts, put a jewelry sale together for them. Do, you know, do something and you'll find yourself being kind of fulfilled in the thing you thought you would miss without yeah. all the stress too. If you feel like you're being called to shut down yeah, and you're worried about that. Now, I'm not just saying to do that randomly, but like, if you're, if that's the call and you yeah. feel like you're going to miss something, find a way to do that thing that you love. Yeah. If you're pushing against it because you feel like you just would miss out. I know one of um, my clients, former clients is now an expert coach, Liz. She does email marketing. And when I first started working with her, um, she was very successful actually in her boutique. So I want those of you that are listening that are like, but I do make money and I do take a paycheck, but I still don't feel she was doing really well. 
And she just felt like it wasn't right anymore. And so if she hired me, cause maybe I'm missing something. So we worked through and yeah, I taught her a few things, but she had a lot of things going well. And I kept saying, but she would come back to this, this gifting that she had in marketing and strategy. And I was like, why don't you just do that? Yeah. Well, I don't, well I'm like, but just do that. And she ended up closing down her boutique and focusing on servicing boutique owners in this area that she thrives and she is loving it. Yeah. And so I think exactly to your point, like we learn so many skills and there's a season and a time for everything, but sometimes it's time to move to the next chapter. And this is something I want to end with. You had mentioned to me when we were talking before our podcast, how sometimes we're called to do multiple things at once, but sometimes we're called to do one thing at a time yeah. and there's transitions in there. Can you talk about that? Like what we should be in tune to just like Liz, when we're like, okay, this is pulling out my heart. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. How do we know? How do we pay attention? Yeah. I mean, I can just share my own experience, but for me, sometimes when I have, like, I I believe you can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur as they call it. Right. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I think so. All the fancy Uh, terms. Multipreneur. I don't know. I, I guess we are, I guess like we never, that was never the intention. I think any entrepreneur will tell you you get ideas. And so then you, once you see one idea can come to life, when you get ideas, you feel like they can always come to life. And then you kind of yeah. get yourself caught up and you have to sometimes step back and say, just because I can do everything, does that mean I'm supposed to? And so I think sometimes too, it's peeling back something to give yourself space to say, Hey, right now in this season, I'm going to take this thing away. I'm going to wait a second and see if I'm supposed to fill that again. Cause it looks yeah. like, so I had four projects going, if I take one away, there's three. So am I supposed to fill the four again? Or am I supposed to stay with three? Or am I going to go, am I supposed to go down to two or maybe yeah. one? And I think it's giving yourself breathing room in those seasons to allow it to settle. Okay. Took this away. Now what? Like there's a couple of roles I had that I stepped back from. And, um, I, I do do ministry in church. Um, I, I, I teach and, and do that kind of stuff, but I do it. I have a firm rule because I got myself involved in a, another project where I was on a board, right? Of another ministry. I was like fully all in. It was like a full thing. While I was doing all this boutique, everything, nonprofit, other business, all this stuff. And I just felt God like, and I felt frustrated. I'm like, I feel like I'm like letting this, this team down if I step back and all this stuff. But God was like, you need to peel it back and then see if I'm going to fill the space. I gave you the space to be with your family and you filled it. Yeah. Like you, you felt stressed and then you saw a ministry opportunity come and it felt like a good thing because it's a God thing. But then I filled the space that he had given me that I had prayed for. Hey, give me some space. I need some space, you know? And, yeah. to, and I, and I got the space, but then I filled it. And it was like, wait a second. We sometimes think just because we have space, we have to fill it. We need to ask God, is this a fillable space or is this a space of rest? Are you bringing in a new thing in my life here? Or are you wanting me to sit with that little bit of empty space that could be filled by a project, but doesn't need to be filled by it? Yeah. Does that make sense? And so I've had to ask myself that in seasons. I had to step back from that. And now I speak, I speak and teach, but I don't belong anywhere. Yeah. If somebody asks me to, so there's no... um. Like you don't have an ongoing obligation. I'm like, yeah. And if so, if I feel like I tell, I always tell women, I'm like, if you've prayed about it and God said, you know, gave you my name, like, yes, I'm going to go pray about it too. And like, if I'm supposed to come and speak for a night or two nights or whatever, but I can't do another full-time anything. Cause that would just be too much as much as I want to, I, yeah. my flesh want to do those things. I'm like, that's so exciting. I love strategy and I love ministry and I love Jesus. I want to do that. But God's like, those are, that's not what I'm calling you to. I want you to be free to speak when I say speak. And of course you can do that. That's what I want. 
Um, but don't fill that space just because it's there. Yeah. I think sometimes we just fill space because it's there. Yeah. I think we need to be intentional about what is the purpose of this space? Is this space meant to be filled or is it meant to be open right now? Yeah. That makes sense. You can just take time. I don't know if I gave any tangible way to do it, but it's like, I think it really requires like intentionality and prayer and consideration on like, what is the purpose of the space I'm finding in my life where I think something can go? Yeah. Is it yeah. that it's, it's rest and I'm just not comfortable taking it? Is it family time and I'm just not comfortable taking it? Is it time with my spouse and I'm just not comfortable taking it? I'd rather fill something so I'm busy. Yeah. Um, or is it like, hey, God did give you this space because there's a project coming. Or maybe we sometimes jump to fill something with something else. And he was like, hey, three months from now, I had something different for you coming, you know? And then we that thing comes and we're like, oh no, I'm full. What do I do? Then you have to like, then that's not good leadership. You're jumping out of commitments that you made. You're, you know, all this kind of stuff to put this other thing in. So I think we have to be really intentional before we say yes to something that it's the right yes, you know? Yeah. Just taking our time. Yes. Going on out there too, where it's like, and that can be really good, but I think we have to be diligent on like, is this the correct yes right now? Especially when you take on a responsibility or commitment. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is grieving the chapter closing, because that needs to be talked about real too, because even though you felt like this is really right, I guarantee, which I've never asked you, but I still guarantee that you have grieved the loss of what was and what isn't like we do, even though I'm absolutely ready to close my business, even though I absolutely want to move, even though I, we still, we have to identify that it's real to grieve that. And I talked about that with the two ladies who sold their business. Um, but I want to talk about that with you and just see if you have any insight, how do we move through that? Because I think what we're really grieving is like the expectation of what could have been in our mind. Um, what do we do with that? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think it's twofold for me. One thing is you said, grieving the expectation of what could have been, because we still follow other boutiques and we still follow other, and we're like, Oh, see, I could have done that. Like, oh my gosh, you see how big they are and how all their friends are involved and their lives are so beautiful. Like all you see, like the vision that you did have for yourself. And you're like, did I, should, should I have done that? Like, I yeah. think it's still like, I still get like that. Cause I'm now I'm out there buying clothes from other boutiques, you know, and I got to follow people. Cause I need stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and I'm seeing things out there. I'm like, oh, that's, they're doing it so well. I, I should have, I could have, I, you know, And I think it's letting yourself say, there are probably things in your life people are looking at you and saying that about as well. And we can look at anybody and say that they're doing something better or worse or whatever, but allowing myself to say, you know what? I had a good run and I did do things I didn't think I could do. And remember when this was a dream and it was not real and then we made it real and like celebrating that, I think focusing on the celebration of what you made real over the last however many years you were in business And saying like, that's so cool because I remember sitting down with my first idea, you know, my aunt just passed in August and it was her and I, who sat at my mom's kitchen table one time and we're like, I should start a boutique. And she's like, well, I already booked you a a place for your first pop-up. So you're going to do it on November this. And I was like, what? And so I'm like, okay, we got to order, you know, like, and she had heard me talk about it for so long. She couldn't help but do it. But like, she's like, you're going to come to the brewery I bartend at and we're going to like, it's going to be all cute and girly because she's a decorator. And like, she's like, I'm going to make it all the things, you know, and I just like, 
she died, you know, kind of, she had cancer a billion, billion times, but it was said it was, this last one was pretty like sudden onset. And I was kind of looking at that as like, I'm grieving her with this and kind of, in yeah. a way. Yeah. And, um, you know, things close, life closes, of course, businesses close, but it would be a disservice to the thing that's closing if we didn't celebrate it. Yeah. You know, and so letting good. myself be like, it was fun. I kept some of my business cards and I, I love my first wooden sign that her friend, her, it was actually her friend etched this beautiful wooden sign for me with my first iteration of my logo on it. And, you know, there are different things like that. Um, one of my friends, Julia even got me like a, like a little pencil drawing thing of my first, our first photo shoot thing that we, I had all these girls do together and it was really fun. And so I think that kind of stuff, like you do grieve it like a lost life too, in a way, because yeah. it's part of you and it's the season. It's like, it's like breaking up with a boyfriend or something like it doesn't in it. You're like, all of it's bad and I can't wait to get out. Yes. And then you're like, it wasn't all that bad. Like there are so many awesome parts of that too. Yeah. And so I think you have to celebrate the good. Otherwise you're just going to be left with scars. And I don't think God wanted you to have scars. I think he wanted you to celebrate what he had you do. And sometimes I think we think it has to be forever for it to be successful. And we can look back on it and say, that was, that was three successful years. And I thought it would be longer. I thought it would, I didn't even know if it would take off to be honest, the beginning, you know, and here we are getting to celebrate three, like three and a half ish years of, of fun. And that's, you know, if I compare it to other people, I will ruin it. Yeah. I compare it to somebody else's journey. I'll ruin the goodness that it was. And, you know, I think another thing boutique owners grieve, if I'm being honest, because I grieve myself is, um, there's an, there's an importance in a way to you with people. Yeah. And they look up to you and they, Oh, what are you posting? What are you wearing? What are you doing? This and that. And, um, you always get to talk to people and people want to check in with you. People want to know what's going on. What do you have? What's like, what's new? What's like, you almost feel not used, but like when it's all settled, set, like when the dust settles, it's like, oh, hmm, they've moved on to the next boutique in the next, you know, and that's just, they're not, and that's not a fault of theirs. It's just that I think we get this false sense of like feeling really important. And then yeah. all of a sudden you step back and it's like, oh, there are less messages in my inbox and there are less this and that, you know, and it kind of feels a little lonely. It feels comforting to be honest times too, because you're like, great, but it feels a no little, DMs bit, lonely. Today. That's a little awesome. bit lonely. Yeah. You're like, oh, you talk to that person all the time. I guess it was about clothes, but I yeah. felt like we talked about, cause I always try to talk about life with people when they reach out to me. Um, but I feel like maybe people have less to reach out about, or, you know, I've got a new, there's like, there's new pathways of things that I'm doing and going into now where it's like, I grieve some relationships because I don't think those other people are interested in the other things. So I miss out on those people and we can always still keep up with people, but I think there is a sense of like, you're so busy as the boutique owner and you're so involved with people that I think, and that could be a lot of businesses, but like, I feel like there's a grieving of feeling needed or feeling important in some way. Yeah. Where did that, where'd that go? Suddenly it's crickets. And then you have to process that whole, like, did they really care? And there's just so many pieces there, but the first step I think is in acknowledging that if you're feeling that way right now, that's like a totally normal thing. There's a couple of things. I really do want to wrap it up, but there's two things that it made me think of when you mentioned first, um, I'm going to say this before I forget when you are, if you're wrapping up your business and it's not a happy wrap up, maybe you're going out of business for whatever reason, and you're almost being forced to close down. 
it's very easy to do exactly what you said. I hate it all. And trust me, I was there. I hate it all. I want it all in the dumpster. I don't want to see a business card. I don't want to see my logo. And I had someone in my life and my husband actually is very good at this kind of thing. He's like, no, I don't, I don't think we're going to throw that sign away. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. I just, I don't want to see it. Like there's so much tied up in what I expected my business to do and where I am today. It's all off at Toberlin. And there was a couple of things that he kept or had me keep. And now so many years down the road, I look at there and there's no bitterness with it. And I am happy for that original sign that I still have that a friend of ours handcrafted saying, yeah. like, you know, it's yours. I have a business card. There's a couple things. I have a couple articles. I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't throw everything away. So yeah. I would say just keep those or trust them to someone who can keep them. It's kind of like you said, a boyfriend. So it's like a love letter, you know, from someone from boyfriend the past box. or something. Yeah. It's yeah. like that little box or your BFF, your girlfriend, you thought she was going to be in your wedding. And then you had this bad thing and whatever. And you're like, yeah. throw it all away. And 10 years later, you want to see her picture. You want to pull out and remember we had a lot of fun in 10th grade, you know? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so don't, don't ditch it all. That's one That's thing I good wanted advice. to yeah, say, so like, keep that. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is just to lean into what you've learned in this part of the journey. So you're moving on to a wholesale business. You've learned so much about inventory and about, and you're just going to do it in a different way. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I think back at how funny the expectations, we limit so much what we think is big in our life. So my goal with my Retail store was to have a hundred stores, a hundred store. That was my goal. And I loved franchising because I basically coached women. Like I helped them open a boutique and I told them how to do it. And I wanted a hundred stores. I ended up with 13 when everything wound down. And I was just like, you know, that's not fair. And now I look and I'm like, I have helped thousands of women. So my perception of what greatness looked like, I limited it to 100 people. And God's like, no, Sierra. Like way more than a hundred, but you have to move on and give up what you're clinging to, to get to the hundred times 10, which I think is so cool. Be immeasurably more, you know, that's what it is. And it's like, I have immeasurably more than you can even ask or imagine, but you are right. Like we stick to what we know and then we limit ourselves because of that. Cause we're like, Oh, like 13, I wanted a hundred. And then he's like, he's like, here's thousands over here. You want to just like, let go of it. You're like, Oh, Okay. I think it's true. And I, and I, and I don't know what he has for my wholesale business. And I was people, and I go, and we're on our way to open, like to launching it. I go, but it might not even launch. Like I'm so open to what God wants to do at this point that I'm like, I'm already like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to sign on for when we're ready to purchase, like the whatever we're all ready to like, but you never know. And sometimes I've learned, I think I've learned over the years that like, if he does not give me that go, like there is something different and it's going to be better. And I just have to trust that, but it, sometimes it takes us letting go of our own expectations because we just, we do, we have them for ourselves and our businesses. And I think it's totally normal and goals are really good and we should have them, but we should hold them loosely. You know, yeah. we should work on them and we should be, but like hold them loosely because they could change and they could be, the vision could be bigger than we even yeah. know, or that goal could be smaller, but a different goal that you don't even have written down is bigger and all of yeah. that. So I love that so much because you have all helped thousands stuff. and thousands and. I bet if you could just tell yourself that in that moment too, it would be like, and I, hey, you're gonna help I know, but moment. in like, that moment, chill. you're like, there's no just way, chill. there's no way, you yeah. know, because really like we do, we just have these blinders as humans and we're like, but this is what I see. And this is what I'm planning. Um, so yep. I think it's all about just being open, listening. Um, 
And when you have those feelings and you're uncertain as to whether is this just an emotion, is it like seeking good counsel, which is exactly how we started the conversation today. Having people you trust around you that can speak into those as like what you're hearing and what you're feeling, that's actually a good thing, Maria. Like, let's yeah. talk about that more. Or, hey, you're just having a bad day. Let's look at what's true. We've got to have those good sounding boards in our that's life good. too. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to leave our ladies with today? No, I, I just want to encourage people that like, no matter where you're at, I said, no, but then I do, I do have something where no matter where you're at, just don't compare yourself. Like be realistic, set your goals, go after hard things, have, have vision of what you want, look up to people, but like, don't try to be them. And I think in the boutique world, more than anything, we need to hear that. Like you don't have to be anybody else. And I know it's like, said out there in like memes and stuff, but like it truly, truly is. And your journey is your journey and your boutique is not better or worse than anybody else's. It's just different. And I, I had to really yeah. learn that the hard way, but I'm so glad that I did because it helped me to in, in appreciate it all in the end. Yeah. So good. Well, thanks for joining us today. We're going to keep our eye on you. So we'll make sure to get all of your info and pass it on to all of our members and everyone in the community here, um, because I know we're all looking for good active wear. Yeah. So we will, we will keep in touch. Yes. Okay, good. Well, thank you for having me too. I always love yeah. talking to you. So good. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in everyone. Um, and Make sure that you head on over to sierrastockland.com if you haven't, if you want help with inventory or financials, we have a good masterclass going on right now. A um, lot of good stuff, a lot of good helpful tools. Follow me over on Instagram too, and I will see you again next week for more. Talk to you later. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself... I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, how are you feeling about your bookkeeping? confused, unsure of where to start, maybe completely overwhelmed, I want to tell you that you are not alone. And that's why I'm so excited about Harquin Bookkeeping. Harquin Bookkeeping specializes in boutique bookkeeping, and it's really affordable. That's why I want you to go and check them out. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. That's boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. Jump on the phone with one of their experts. They'll talk to you about your boutique, what your needs are, and give you a quote. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop.